The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for tuning back into the show, always appreciate it. Uh, I'm home for a couple of weeks, which uh, lately feels like kind of a rarity to me. You know, I I just got back from my trip to Portland, Oregon for that seminar, and I was only home for uh, two and a half days, and then I just went straight to France, and I saw uh, my favorite band, Ensiferum, play in Paris. Uh, Just went over for just the show, hung out for... uh, you know, a little while after the show with the band, and it was just really cool. You know, you get to those points where you know you meet a band or you meet a whatever celebrity or you meet some body piercer at a conference or something like that, and it really makes you um, it really makes you feel better about liking them so much when they're not dicks. And uh, the band Ensiferum was so nice, you know, just hung out for, for hours, really, and just kind of chatted with me. And uh, it was just cool, you know. And I, I could use uh, a good moment lately. You know, the last couple of weeks um, have not uh, been awesome for me. So, uh, you know, it was good to, to kind of have that little moment. Um, feeling pretty good about all the industry stuff going on right now. You know, I, it was kind of this like mental thing for me, um, not being reelected to the, the board of directors, but now I'm starting to see it as really as, as a blessing. You know, I am, uh, I am worn out and, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, get crushed into, uh, just a pile of ash by, you know, working when, um, you know, maybe I, I don't really have the, the energy for it. So, uh, I'm really excited for this new group of people coming into the board of directors. I think you're going to do awesome. I am very much ready to, uh, you know, hand off this baton and, and let someone else run with it for a little while. And uh, I'm just excited to maybe work on some other projects, you know, whether it's inside the APP or, or outside, you know, I've always got a lot of ideas and, uh, you know, let's just kind of put them into action. My Nashville, Tennessee class is officially closed. Um, I, you know, I, I had every intention in the world of just doing some small little thing. I was, I was going to be in Nashville for a wrestling show anyway, so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll add on a small seminar. Maybe a few people will want to show up. But, you know, I originally had one day that I capped at eight people, and then that turned into two days, and then it turned into raising the cap and raising the cap, and uh, then I started looking into, you know, maybe larger venues, and I realized it's just it's too much stress. You know, the, the trip was not originally for a seminar. You know, if it was like, that was the, the main goal, you know, let's do a seminar, let's do a huge seminar. I'll put all the work into it, but this was supposed to be a vacation. And I just decided to tack on some extra work. So, uh, I made the conscious decision to not expand the class and and not put it in a larger venue. So I'm going to keep it in the original venue. Uh, I've got about two dozen people booked in over two days. So, you know, there's still going to be great classes, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to take anybody else on for these classes. So they're officially closed. Uh, but it makes me think that I should definitely try to get back to, um, you know, the, the Southern part of the U S again, and, and maybe do some more classes in, in that region for other stuff going forward. Um, my next big class after Nashville is going to be Glasgow, Scotland, and that's going to be Monday, February 25th. I can tell you that I officially have the venue locked down and that one is going to be a, a special seminar. It's going to be a, a dual event, me and Jeff Saunders. So that's going to be really, really cool. I've never done a private seminar with Jeff before. 
Uh, really looking forward to it. Jeff's a great instructor. He's always got really great ideas and just got a really good personality. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I've, I haven't been to Glasgow yet, so you know I'm really looking forward to seeing that area, hang out with all my Scottish friends, you know, get some other UK piercers up into the area and just kind of hang out. And believe it or not, there is an awesome wrestling show uh, the night before my class, um, Insane Championship Wrestling, and I already got some tickets. I'm going to go and see that with Jeff, and uh, I'm going to drag Lola Slider along, and I think I'm going to be able to bring my uh, my other piercer from my studio, Evan Quino. So that should be a, a pretty good trip. Uh, Evan doesn't get to get out of the shop as often as I do, so you know I think it'll be nice to be able to um, you know bring him along on a on a trip for once. After Glasgow, uh, I think my next class after that is going to be Austin, Texas. Um, I, I put out something online saying I'd like to do something in that area, and I, I got a message back pretty quickly from someone uh, offering uh, offering a venue. So you know that those details should be locked down pretty quickly. And as soon as they are, I'll, you know I'll get all that info up online and um, get registration opened up for it. For anyone interested in my classes, I did launch a, a Facebook page specifically for them, and it's just called Body Art Education by Ryan Willette. So go ahead and follow that page. You can keep up on all the news, all the different classes that are popping up. 2019, you know, once I'm off the board of directors, I'm going to have a little bit more free time. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, focus on the industry. So I'm going to really double down. I'm going to do a lot more classes in 2019. So uh, follow Body Art Education by Ryan Willette on Facebook. You can get uh, all the updates, all the event pages, and, and all that stuff. You can also go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars. I'll have the info up on there, too. And, uh, you know, world domination. Let's uh, get out there and, and have some fun. Um, for anyone interested, I have my Gentian Violence hoodies back in stock. And I also got some cool uh, beanies for wintertime. So I got some embroidered knit beanies with the Defend Piercing logo. Uh, I've got those in a few different colors. And you can find the hoodies and the hats and all kinds of other stuff at precisionbodyarts.com shop. So uh, go and check that stuff out. I, I, I really like it. I am going to um, take off, sort of take off um, a week or two after this episode just for the holiday season. Um, I could use a little bit of a break, but I am still going to put out an episode. I'm not going to do a full interview because those get a little bit tough, you know, editing them down and finding time in my schedule to actually interview someone and make sure that they have time in their schedule to, to talk to me. So I'm going to do kind of a, a year-end like wrap-up Q&A show. And to make it a little bit easier for people, I'm going to be taking submissions in a, a couple different ways for any sort of content that you'd want on that show. So easiest way is you can always just reach out to me, you know, for Facebook friends, send me a message on Facebook. Um, you can message that Body Art Education uh, by Ryan Willette page or the Piercing Wizard Podcast page on Facebook. Um, but you can also go to piercingwizardpodcast.com and there'll be a link to an anonymous Google form. You know, I know sometimes people want to ask a question or, um, you know, give me a suggestion on a, on a topic, but, you know, they might feel self-conscious thinking that I would judge them. I'm definitely not a judgmental type person, but for those people that want that little layer of anonymity, uh, I made that Google form. So you can just go on there, you can uh, send me a question, send me a send me a, a suggestion, and I, I won't know who you are. Um, but, you know, I can go over the, the question on the show. So feel free to ask whatever you'd like. Um, you know, give me something, give me something to chew on. You know, uh, if you want me to talk about aftercare or techniques or industry issues, um, you know, feel free. You know, I've, I've got a good amount of suggestions already for future guests and future topics. So I'm not so much looking for those. You can always submit those too, though, you know, and I'll keep it in mind for, for down the road. 
but for that uh, end of year episode, I would really like to hear some some questions from people. So this week's guest is John Balk. Uh, John works in Wyoming, and I met John at one of my seminars uh, earlier in the year when I was out in the Chicago area. Uh, John's a really nice guy, and it was just really cool to talk with him. And you, sometimes you can tell when you talk to someone for you know the first time and, and really start to um, build kind of a relationship with them uh, that some people just want to work and some people just want to help and you know and John seems like one of those people where he's uh, he's really ready to take a step forward with his career you know already a solid piercer and great shop you know him and Sabrina are doing some great work out there and uh, you know John seems like he really wants to step up and you know going to work on some articles for the point and who knows you know maybe uh, pitch a class idea in the future or something like that so uh, we're going to talk about just kind of progressing as a body piercer how you get your shot you know, how you help someone else get their shot, you know, talking about opportunities and shadowing, learning. We talk a lot about uh, forums online, you know, those Facebook forums where sometimes people are great and sometimes people are jerks. So we kind of talk about all that stuff. So let's get into this week's interview with John Balk. And again, you can go to piercingwizardpodcast.com. You can click the link for that anonymous Google form and you can give me some questions for the year end episode. So thanks for listening. My name is John Balk, and I work at Pain for Sales On Point Body Piercing in Gillette, Wyoming. When you say like uh, Pain for Sales On Point Piercing, does does that give me the impression that you're like a piercing business in a tattoo business? Yes. Okay. Wh- who came up with the name Pain for Sale? Oh God. <laughs> I, see, here's here's the thing, Ryan. Is I I I have to include it into it. Because Otherwise, that's shop. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of other shops out there that are in kind of a similar situation where it's like, you know, they have their piercing business and they're focusing, you know, really hard on what they want to offer and the aesthetic and the the image that they want to create. But the space they're in is a tattoo shop, you know, and it's like that it's seen as a tattoo shop with with piercing. And I think a lot of other piercers are in kind of a similar situation where it's like. You know, I don't have total control over my environment, and I'm I'm making the most of what I have. You know, but I know plenty of people that are that are in a a, a studio that has a name that's like not their ideal name. You know, it's like you know Anchors and Orchids or or whatever the the shop name is or something like that. You know, or like you know Bloody Tiger or something like that. You know, and then it's like featuring body piercing by a delicate gentle soul, and uh, <laughs> you know, I I think people sympathize with that. It's it's fine. I've been piercing for 15 years and a current APP member. How long have you been a member? Uh, I am reaching just a year uh, next month. So, you know, I, I know that we've we've uh, talked a little bit about, you know, different progressions in your career and stuff like that. Like we met at – did we meet at, at conference or did we meet at the seminar? Uh, the first time I met you was a seminar in Chicago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I know you wanted to talk about progression of a piercer and, and how you kind of, you know, get some information and, and kind of move up the, the the ladder, I guess, of like a piercer career. Um, so where did you where did you start? How did you start out? Like, was it through an apprenticeship or did you just kind of like stumble your way through it like I did? Or, or how did it how did it start for you? Uh, both actually, I, <laughs> the apprenticeship that I had was, um, I, it, it was kind of like straightforward. Hey, I'm a tattoo artist and 
also do body piercings type of deal. So <clears throat> it wasn't thorough. It wasn't very in-depth. It was kind of like a mark here, mark here, shove the needle through. Mm-hmm. But we, we both know that's that's not quite how it works. So it took a lot of um, kind of some some BME and just kind of self-experimenting to, to kind of get a little bit better technique and to learn a little bit more, to progress a little bit farther. And then uh, when I started piercing, I mean, it was – really early 2000s it was in big city i was i didn't know anyone else that was in the industry so i didn't have anyone to look after so for for probably the first six seven years of my career i had no idea what i was doing Actually, even after I, yeah i'm right there with you so it wasn't really until honestly facebook that I was able to kind of reach out to other people. Um, I've always known about the APP. That was something that I, I, I always closely followed. There was uh, always a handful of piercers that I closely followed as well. Um, we'd get that pain magazine all the time, and Elaine always wrote those articles. So I was always reading those, and then eventually I got the courage to email Elaine and talked with her every once in a while kind of had her critique some of the things that I was doing through email. So that was kind of a, uh, that kind of helped me progress a little bit more, but yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely really didn't get serious until the like social media era. Right. When you were just kind of exposed to like everything basically or. Yeah. Well you, you're exposed to everything, but you're exposed to to people, it opens up more of a network. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it, it's a lot easier to get a hold and like get in touch with other people and kind of start chatting with, you know, other colleagues from across the nation to kind of figure out what you need to do. So, you know, what did it what did it feel like when you started kind of jumping into that? Because I know, you know, you seem like a, a pretty you know, confident, comfortable speaking with other people, you know, um, but not everybody feels that, you know, like I talk to a lot of younger piercers and, you know, they, they're more lurkers in like the Facebook forums. They don't really, um, talk to people and, and comment on posts and, and things like that. And because they just, I don't know, it, it feels like very much like an outside looking in kind of situation for a lot of people. And you know, what was it, what was it like for you when you went from, you know, piercing in your own studio, maybe having like limited mentoring, limited educational opportunities, and then kind of going to that wider world of Facebook where you can talk to anybody about anything, essentially. So, you know, what what did it feel like when you kind of started with that? And like, what was the perspective of someone who was just kind of starting out with the, with that like Facebook connection kind of thing? Incredibly intimidating. Mm. Very intimidating because these, I mean, the, the, the people that you watch and when you lurk in a forum you're you're seeing your idols basically like these are the rock stars of your world and to like want to communicate with them is just terrifying and really the the only thing that the only thing that really helped me was to just not give a shit and just do it you know like i i come off as at least what you're saying, I come off as I'm pretty open to start conversation with someone, but 
inside I'm screaming <laughs> because it it's terrifying, but I want this. Like when you want, when you have that want, it, there's nothing that's going to stop you. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people, you know, I've been doing a lot of seminars and I travel around for a lot of conferences and I, I do a podcast and all that stuff. And I talk to people and you know, I, I tell them, like before a class, like I feel like I want to disappear and like vomit in an alley or something like that, you know, and I feel like a fraud and all these things, you know, and then I go up there and I just talk confidently for six hours to a group of my peers, you know, and people are like, oh yeah, you know, all this confidence. And it's like, it's not confidence. It's, it's an act, you know, and I feel like it's kind of the same thing with, you know, being a piercer. A lot of it is like fake it till you make it kind of a thing, you know, and a lot of it is just you have to start from a place of confidence, you know, and if you have zero confidence, um, you know, what can you really accomplish? Because then you don't take chances on like, okay, I'm going to try this new technique that I've been reading about online or seeing videos of, or, you know, heard in a class, you know, you have to kind of start, you know, to, to try new things and to talk to new people. And yeah, you know, like you can scream in your head and you can feel, like you don't belong there or whatever, but like you have to kind of fake it for a little while. And then, you know, after after a while, you realize that you're not really faking it and that, you know, we're all just body piercers. So for someone to say like, you know, you saw rock stars and people you looked up to and everything, like I guarantee those are all people who feel just as like anxious or nervous. And, you know, their online persona is just them, you know, faking it until they make it kind of thing, you know, and, and just leading with confidence and hoping that no one notices that they're a fraud too. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there's a, I went to conference for the first time last year and you, you can see it. Like my, my grandpa used to always tell me when you'd see a wild animal that it's more scared of you than you are of it. <laughs> I, I saw that at that conference, but it's funny because it's kind of like the piercer motif to just be like this ball of anxiety and, mm. you know, not not being able to approach people. But yet our entire job is based off human contact. Right. Being a fraud is it's the, and putting on an act is like the only way you're going to get through it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly different. how I handle clients. You know, like I. If I have my druthers, I do not want to talk to a stranger and, you know, be empathetic or, you know, smiley and make jokes and, and chit chat and small talk like that. That is like nails on a chalkboard to me, you know, so um, it, it's it's an act. And I'm not saying that, you know, I have this like malicious hatred towards people. I just don't feel natural and comfortable talking to strangers, you know, so through my piercing career, a, a big part of it was I focused on learning the piercing techniques, you know, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay at, at pushing a needle through someone, but I was not good at talking to the person I was pushing the needle through, you know. And then over time, as I was like putting all this effort into learning better techniques and jewelry and aftercare and blah, 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 I also had to realize like I need to learn how to communicate with people better. And, you know, and a lot of that transferred over to, all right, now I can communicate with peers and, and people I meet at these events and, you know, just communication in general, you know, being a better instructor and it's all about communication and you don't have to 
100% be yourself, you can totally be that persona if you need to, and you can get a lot done through a persona, uh, but it feels so awkward and unnatural at first. Oh, absolutely. It's like putting on a mask. Like, <laughs> yeah. when you put that mask on and you're, you, you get to be a, a totally different person, but at the end of the day, when you take that mask off, you're exhausted and you, want, you don't want to do anything. Right. And a lot of times it's funny because like people will see me at work and they'll be like, wow, you're so energetic and funny. And you know, how come you don't ever want to come and hang out? It's well, cause I don't want to be around people. Right. <laughs> I feel like I should but, do, I call this the introvert podcast because like, I think that that's so many, so many body piercers out there. I know there are definitely extroverts and people that are just, they're, they're on, you know, and they get their energy from, from being around people. But I think more body piercers come from that, like, you know, I wasn't the cool kid in high school, you know, I kind of do my own thing, small group of friends sort of stuff, you know, and, uh, I think it's really tough for, for those body piercers to really make those connections with clients and colleagues and and whatever. And I, I, I totally get what you mean when you say that. Yep, absolutely. And that's why I think a lot of people, and, and that's why I'm saying a lot of people should just like, we're all the same. We're, we're all a huge community and we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. So when you're in a forum or when you're talking to another piercer, it's, you, you, you should feel like that's your small group of friends. You know, you should, you shouldn't be scared to ask someone a question. Right. And you shouldn't be afraid to get a snarky response back, well, you know, because we're snarky. Yes. But, you know, I, I know that we've talked before mm-hmm. about some of the toxic elements of online learning, especially, you know, like what do you, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? You know, especially if you're just kind of just starting to starting to make those connections in Facebook groups, you know, like how do you confront negativity do you do you call someone out on it or do you try to be more of like um you know a beacon of positivity and you know just just be a, a positive influence on people well i'm very very opposed to conflict and i kind of like i'm a big dude and all but i'm still like I, i'm i'm really not the type of person to get in someone's face Unless it's like really, really serious, but that's nothing, nothing in the Pearson community could ever make me feel that way. But I just, if, if somebody comes at me in a forum or, or anything like that online, I just shut down, go away, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not the, like, that's not what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to have like a debate with somebody. I want to, you know, rather than it turn violent you know, have it turn into something that I can learn from. I feel like the art of debate is kind of lost, especially when it comes to like Facebook, you know, like uh, I've heard some really good debates before, but they're usually the best debates are very short, you know, because I, I think when it comes to body piercing, especially like actually like pretty specifically body piercing, um, the, the two different sides of the coin are not that far off, you know, like if it's something like, you know, iodine is better. Oh, pure cleanse is better. You know, Technicare is better. Uh, I think there's like some pretty simple common ground in there. Uh, and I, I don't think people are going to be like, you know, you're my mortal enemy because you have a slightly different opinion, you know, but I think what happens 
is that people have this one opinion that they've probably learned a month ago, you know, and then they want to try to drop that card on the table and be like, well, I have this piece of information that you don't have yet, so I'm going to minimize you to to make me look cool. And that's my least favorite thing about the the state of body piercing right now, you know, like back in the you know, I, I know I talk about BME all the time and I really romanticize BME. BME was not perfect. There was a lot of conflict on there. There was a lot of bad information on there. But uh, I, I don't I don't really feel like people wanted to tear each other apart and make themselves look better by making someone else look worse. I, I think what they wanted to do was it was kind of this race towards information and, and they were sharing information as they went, you know, and I know with scarification, you know, we all got better because we were sharing so much information. You know, Sean Porter was putting on the Scar Wars events and all that stuff. And sharing information is what made us all stronger, not like holding on to information or trying to like be snarky about the information that we had and someone else didn't yet, you know. But I feel like that's, that's you know, online education now is it's really judgmental. And people tear other piercers apart for mistakes that they were making, you know, last month, last year. And it, it just doesn't seem fair, you know? And, like, they, they, they parrot that one little piece of information that they heard Brian Skelly or, or, or Jeff Saunders or somebody say. And they're like, oh, well, you don't know about prions yet? Oh, you know? And it, it, it bothers me so much where they, that's how they present the information rather than being like, oh, you know, you haven't heard this yet? Okay, well, this is what I learned about, you know sterile gloves and this is why i find them important you know rather than saying like oh you don't even use sterile gloves yet you hack like i i despise that that kind of mentality oh yeah and that's the kind of mentality that will will scare people away Mm -hmm. that's the type of mentality that'll scare someone away from ever wanting to talk to you again right because i know i've had those kinds of comments towards me and it's like instantly thinking oh well this guy hates me now right so and that might not even be the case, but that, that's what you're projecting when you're, you're saying things like that. You know, you're trying to, like you said, minimize somebody. And, and that's it's it's not the way that we should be going about it. Well, you know, I, I look at it as uh, it's it's kind of like this hive apprenticeship, really, is the, the way that I look at education and information and all that stuff like you know, maybe I would feel different if it was a, a piercer who had a shop across the street from me and they were trying to cut my throat on pricing or they were they were trying to, you know, be like an active, close competitor. You know, that might be one thing. But when it comes to everybody else, you know, if they're not going to affect your bottom dollar, like, why would you, why would you want them to be worse than they could be? You know, like, why wouldn't you want everybody to be as good as possible because a stronger industry is just stronger for everybody. You know, that whole like rising tide raises all ships kind of mentality. You know, if there's a shop, you know, in the next town over, the next state over, the next country over, whatever, and they're doing a better job, they put out better work, then there are clients who see like, okay, this is what body piercing can be, you know, good sterilizers and good jewelry and good results and, and all this stuff. They see that online. It increases their confidence. And then they're going to go to, you know, they're going to seek out my shop or your shop or, you know, some other great shop out there because they, they feel more confident in our industry. You know, like I want everybody in our industry to be a, like an ambassador to body piercing. You know, I don't want 
crummy body piercers out there. If I see someone who's doing like bad quality work, you know, substandard work, you know, not as good as they could be doing, I'll totally reach out to them. And, you know, and I'm not going to say like, oh, hey, you know, you're a hack who's not using so-and-so jewelry company or whatever. I'll just talk to them and I'll be like, hey, you know what? I've been seeing the stuff you've been putting out online. Uh, you know, I I see a lot of parallels to what I was doing at one point. You know, and and these are the these are the things that I learned from those moments. And you know, these are the improvements I made. And you know, if you find it's appropriate for your studio, maybe you could think about making similar improvements. I'm happy to talk about it, give you information, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna just be like, oh, you're a hack, you're hopeless, you're helpless. You know, because a lot of those piercers out there. Uh, you know, it's it's generational, you know, so when you go to conference or when somebody else goes to conference and they see all those people hanging out and they're like, oh my God, it's that body piercer, that rock star. I guarantee, you know, a couple of years back, they were doing the same kind of stuff that, that you're doing, mm -hmm. that I was doing, you know, and the stuff that you feel bad about or self-conscious about, you know, like everybody starts in kind of the same helpless position you know and it's it's through mentoring and education that you get better it's not through neglect and mocking that you get better no absolutely not it's it's definitely we're all at different levels of progression and it's funny that you you bring that up because i actually have kind of a cool story about that so i was browsing through the forums and i came across uh a post about a younger piercer and he was asking what everybody was using for jewelry these days. It was actually an AJ's ask a professional piercer forum. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't a, uh, the, you know, the, they basically said that it's, it's for an industry forum, not for that forum. But anyways, right. I messaged him and I was just like, Hey man, you know, I like talking about jewelry. What, what do you got going on? And the jewelry that he was using was, low quality and didn't really know a whole lot about like high quality jewelry or professional grade stuff. So we just started talking and it just bloomed into talking more. And then we started talking about technique and, um, I basically ruined the kid and <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I feel like I opened him up to a whole new level of, of body piercing and, it actually turned into him leaving that studio and going to an APP studio. And I think as of a couple of weeks ago, we put in all his personal criteria for membership. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like just take the time and be nice with somebody, you know, this is all stuff that we're passionate about. Why not share it? You know, we, we love talking about it to each other. Why, what's the difference to talking about it to somebody that's not quite at your level yet. You never know what you can end up doing. Right. And, you know, if you're the kind of person where you want to be like the gatekeeper of information, you know, and, and you, you try to make the decisions of like, okay, you're, you're worth telling this thing to, you're not worth telling this thing to, you're, you're just, you're an asshole, you know? Like, you should share information with pretty much everybody because you didn't invent that information. You learned that information from someone else, you know? And it's, it's our obligation to share it. You know, I have a very long-term perspective of this industry. You know, I've been piercing for a while, but, you know, I've seen... I've seen all those like top level rock star Instagram awesome piercers. I've seen them all over five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you know, and I've seen 
where they were and, and where they are now, you know, and it's not, it's not the same place, you know, everybody gets better. Um, you know, if anybody out there thinks that like, I'm a decent body piercer, like, you know, I can show you evidence that points to the contrary, you know, from like 15 years ago or something, you know, and a, a big thing for me is, you know, I'm involved in handing out the scholarships for the APP conference. So I talk to a lot of people, uh, at, at that point in their career where they don't have that helping hand, they don't have that mentor, they don't have the access or whatever. And, you know, when I talk to them in their different studios and they're like, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a shop that I just don't like. And I never had a mentor and I, I, I wasn't shown how to do things correctly. And I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I can't afford to get anywhere, blah, 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 you know, all these different things. And then, you know, then they, they get to conference or they get, they get in a better shop or they, they get in a forum where they're learning some information. And then I see them, you know, the next year and the year after that and the year after that. And there are all these people who are now, they're APP members, they're teaching classes, you know, they're, they're on the board of directors, you know, like all these different things. And it's like, everybody starts at the same, you know, zero point, you know, and if you want to work your way up to 10, you know, it's a step-by-step -step gradual thing. Like nobody just puts on gloves for the first time and then they're like, they're amazing. You know, it's a, it's a struggle and it's a progression. And it's a long progression. And <clears throat> like, I don't think I'd be anywhere near where I am right now without the help of other piercers. You're welcome. And <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> Actually, I should thank you. I should, I no, should thank you, really you a shouldn't. lot. Because you shouldn't. What's that? You should not. No, but you definitely helped me out. And it's kind of funny because the story that I just told, you kind of reversed it and that was you to me, you know? Well, you know, like it's because that's what people did for me, you know? So I remember the first time I, I went to the APP conference and I was terrified, you know, I saw all these faces that I recognized from online and I was like, Oh my God, it's this person, this person and this person. And Oh, ooh, you know, like, what am I doing here? And, uh, you know, over time, it, it felt less about like me staring at the other people from across the room. And then it started to slowly turn into like, okay, well now I'm, you know, I, I, I've chatted with this person. So, you know, I can have a conversation with, with them and I can have a conversation with them. And then it was like, then, you know, people are answering my questions and then people are asking me the questions, you know, and it's, it's, again, it's a slow, it's a slow progression, you know? So if you had that point, you know, a couple of years ago where you felt like you were just a fly on the wall and you didn't belong there, you know, now, you know, you're a member and you're coming to conference and, you know, you're, you're feeling more comfortable and like you're part of the, part of the gang, you know, and I, that's what I want to see. I want, I want people to be able to walk through that door and not just stare at the door waiting for someone to invite them in. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Holding, opening doors for other people is, uh, it's more than a Canadian pastime. <laughs> Zing. Woo. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have to because like we, we, we should be the ones that are supporting each other and we shouldn't be leaving people on their own to look at Google. Right. Or YouTube because that's a vast amount of horrible information. Yeah. Like you can, it's it's crazy though because you can you can google anything and 90% of the stuff that you google is just trash right and you know what it's, it's just it's weird because 
so when we when we talk when we go back to talking about confidence and feeling like a fraud and whatever, I think that's one of the hardest things for the industry as a whole because the people who are the 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 well-natured people that have information want to share information you know and want to just create a community those people are too nervous to post in a goddamn forum or to start a youtube page or to to put out content because they think that they're going to be torn apart by some by some pretentious yep. asshole but then you have those oblivious people out there and those are the most confident people in the world and they're they're the ones filling that void and filling that vacuum and and you know if if there's no good information on youtube you know that there's going to be a thousand terrible body piercers who are going to crank out you know watch this video of me piercing something in a horribly bad horribly unsafe way um you know piercing somebody in a bathroom and like a you know how to you know stretch your lobes you know using different size markers you know all that stuff like that information is what fills the void whenever good piercers don't speak up and put out good content. Yep, and that's also shown to the public too. So, right now you have the public eye thinking that well, this is acceptable, you know, when it totally isn't. But I, you know, there's there's a lot of great there is a lot of great YouTube channels out there. Well, there, I guess there's not a lot, but like there's you some. have you have terrific videos, Luis. Um, I think Nicholas Moses is another one that has a couple good videos. I know Tyler, Tyler McClure maybe, and Toby. But there's a there's a few out there. It's it's few and far between. But um, I totally agree with you. the The mass of uh, you know reputable piercers need to be a little more proactive. I think in I'm terrified to start a YouTube video for the exact same reason that uh, you just stated. I feel like if I make a video, I'm just going to get terrorized. Yeah, but everybody has to start somewhere, you know? Like, so the first time I put a video online, I felt like I was going to, like, poop my pants, you know? Because it was like, all right, I feel pretty confident in what I'm doing, you know? But is there going to be some piercer out there who's not going to, like the gloves I'm wearing or the jewelry I'm using or they're going to rip me apart because I... You know, I didn't do this or I didn't do that, you know, and, and I, I look back at some of those videos that I was putting out, you know, five or six years ago and I was like, okay, you know, I definitely see room for improvement. You know, and I look at my old APP member walkthrough video from my last studio and that's got like tens of thousands of views on there and I look at it and I cringe and I'm like, man, I've, I've made so many changes and improvements with my new place. You know, I, I almost want to take this down, but I've had so many people reach out and say, I love this part of your video and you know, this thing helped me change this in my studio, all that stuff, you know, so I like to keep it on there for like historic reasons, you know, but I always want to put out better stuff, but I started somewhere. That's the thing is like, you know, you have to, you have to kind of get past that point of nervousness and you have to start somewhere. So, you know, pick, pick something that you're pretty confident in, make a really simple one minute, two minute video and, and put it online and then, you know, roll the dice and, and see what happens or, you know, make it private and just share it in a Facebook group or, or with some peers that you trust or, or some friends that you have or something, you know, and get their opinions on it and then make tweaks and make fixes. Like that's that should be everything, every part of a piercer's career should be thinking about, you know, what can I do to get a little bit better? You know, 1% better at this at this one thing, you know, and, and it's, the, it's the same thing about any sort of content you put out there in the world, you know, Instagram pictures and YouTube videos and forum posts and all that stuff. Like you, everything should be getting better over time. 
I, I have to say this. Um, I loved your video. Which one? The the old shop that you had. Yeah. The, yeah, the one that has a ton of views. I love that video. You want you want to know something funny? Is uh, that video ruined um, every other app studio submission after that because i i recorded it on an ipad and i edited it with some sort of software whatever and i had all these you know wipes and transitions and all that stuff and i was only doing it because i wanted the video to look you know decent for the person that had to watch yeah professional you know the person that had to watch it and um then the app membership committee and board of directors they were like yeah we can't we can't let anybody else submit a video like this because there's there's too much potential for them to you know do something malicious you know like i was doing edits when i was like walking down the hallway and then it edited into opening the sterilization room door and walking around you know somebody could potentially edit out something that they shouldn't have so now that's why app members uh have to submit um a a one take one cut video like it has to be start to finish with no edits because of my video so you're all welcome yeah thanks you're welcome. That uh, no, it's it, it's actually all right. Um, I I did I I really liked that video, it, it, but I, I completely see why they did that. I just had to tell you that I loved your video because you're saying how many people loved your video. Well, I was you. I was one of them. Back to what were we talking about there? I think we were talking about me and how amazing I am. That is true. No, that is no. true. Uh, no. I I think we were talking about you know, making, making YouTube content and how you, how you'd start with something like that. With making YouTube videos, you're always going to get criticism about something from someone. Cause it goes completely back to what we were talking about earlier with everybody's at a different stage with what they're doing. You know, I could be prepping with, you know, alcohol and iodine and you could be doing pure cleanse and there's your criticism. You know, somebody's always going to have something to say. Yeah, you know, but I, I think the fact that people are talking um, is is a good thing. You know, you just need to you need to be critical about the way you talk to people. You know, so if you have criticism, there's nothing wrong with criticism as long as it's constructive. You know, if it's if it's malicious, malignant criticism, like who does that help? You know, if you see somebody's video or post or picture or whatever, and you just tear them apart and you say like, you know, you're a hack because you're using crap jewelry or you're not you know you're not prepping the right area you're not using you know the right thing you're not you know whatever to be in my cool kids club like just like you said earlier that person's going to get intimidated and they're going to be less likely to reach out for information or to to speak up in a in a forum or you know to to ask for help because they're going to feel like they don't belong or something you know and and that's one of like the the most toxic things in the industry right now you know is when people Try to, I don't know, just make other people look worse so that they can look better. I hate, I hate, hate that stuff. If I haven't mentioned that 500 times in this podcast, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. It it, it definitely doesn't help with, with any bit of progression. And it doesn't help with self-esteem. It doesn't help with anyone's anxiety. It just makes everything worse. And You know what the, the, most, the most amazing thing you can do is don't, Click on reply to a comment on a Facebook thread if you want to say something that's, you know, critical of of someone. You know, like, take the time and respect them as a colleague, respect them as a professional, send them a private message, you know? 
add them as a friend, or, you know, and, and reach out and just be like, hey, you know, I saw that post you made and the jewelry or the placement or the this or that, you know, I, I feel like it could have been maybe a little bit better if it was tweaked in this direction or if you'd, hey, you know, maybe try this technique or maybe try this this tool or this aftercare or, or whatever, you know, and I've sent so many of those private messages because I just, I don't like the, the toxic mentality in, in forums. And the, the, one of the more annoying things is when I was actually commenting on threads, I would go in, I'd say, oh, well, this is my opinion. And then you'd have 10 other piercers who wanted to try to show off and, and just be like, well, you know, but, but you can also do this. And I heard this person say, and it's like, then they, they start to put out all this conflicting information and it's like, well, who does that help? really you know like you know nobody ever just says like oh yeah you know you should try that that's a that's you know that seems like a sound advice you know uh they always want to have the last word and they always want to be like the top banana or something like that so i just i don't even like being involved in forums at all you know and then that's when you know i, I think a really good example is the body modification learning forum um and then pretty much every other forum after that devolves you know you get you get people who are experienced and are, are happy to help and happy to share information. You get them in there and then you have this other group of piercers who wants to kind of like grab the spotlight and they they want to be the, the person that everybody's, you know, listening to or whatever. So they start like just trying to talk louder or, you know, try to be edgier or, or something like that. And then these conversations just devolve into arguments. And then you have the people who are experienced and polite um, retracting from the forums and they, they get less involved and less involved and less involved or they go off and they start a new forum, you know, and that's why it went from the body modification learning forum to like 20 different forums because everybody tried to jump ship and make a different thing where it's like, this is going to be better. You know, the conversations are going to be better and then they devolve, you know, and it's just, just oh, yeah. talk, talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. It doesn't always have to be a goddamn Facebook group. See, the one thing that I've learned to do also is um, I've learned who to gather my information from and who to just ignore. Right. And I don't mean to say that the people that I'm ignoring don't – they're not somebody that I – that, you know, I don't respect or anything like that. It's just the way they come off is – and the way they, they just kind of want to feed into arguments, like you just learn to kind of ignore that behavior mm -hmm. and you take the approach of, you know, following the advice or listening to the advice of, of some of the, some of the colleagues that are a little, uh, <clears throat> more on the, yeah, exactly. And, and, and to your private, I totally agree with the private message thing. I, I've, I've done that as well. And I've had, you know, good, good conversation, good response from that. But it, it's almost to the point now where I just kind of like, if I see something from like body modification learning forum or anything like that, I just kind of read it and keep going. Yeah. I mean, but you know, there's all the information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good forums out there to to gather information, to you know read through the comments, and you might pick something up. There's a, there's also a lot of opportunity to answer, but it's just getting into that conflicting arguments with everybody that just kind of puts you off from wanting to comment. Yeah, because... one of the the more annoying things that I see is when you you end up having those piercer conversations with someone, you know, at a conference or at a class or whatever, and 
then somebody's name comes up and you're like, oh, you know, that person. And then, you know, their friend will defend them. Yeah, but they're such a nice person face to face. And when you talk to them in, in, in person, they're so much nicer. And it's like, yeah, but I don't care because I've never talked to them in person. I've only seen that they're a toxic jerk in forums. Like, you know, you don't, don't do that. Like how many piercers, like, you know, without naming names, you can, you can probably think of one or two off the top of your head right now. And, and probably a lot of people listening, you can think of those one or two people that when you see them commenting on a thread, you're like, Ugh, yeah, I'm going to check out because now this person's, you know, involved and they're going to just do their thing. And then, you know, their friends will be like, Oh no, but they're, they're a great person. They're so nice. And you know, it's like, just, just be that nice person online. Don't be a dick. Absolutely, yeah. And the, the funny thing is, too, is that a lot of the times they're they're absolutely right because I've had those people in forums and then I've gone to conference and been like, this is actually a pretty all right, dude. And it's weird because I've actually kind of, I'm not going to say names, obviously, but I've kind of formed a couple friendships off of just talking to people at conference and ignoring what they say in forums. It's it's really weird. But if those people could actually like, uh, maybe the, maybe it's just the presentation of it, the presentation of their, their information sometimes that kind of just comes off in a, just a nasty way. Yeah, if that's- yeah. Well, I, I think some of those people, like when we were talking earlier about personas, you know, their persona is very like shielded and very guarded. They're wearing some sort of armor or something like that. You know, and I think, some of the nastiest, most spiteful people online are some of the most nervous and timid people in the real world. And that's just, that's just their defense mechanism for whatever reason, you know, and I don't want to tear people apart because, you know, if they have anxiety issues or whatever, but, you know, you really have to think about being a positive influence in this industry. And if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to comment on something because you want piercing in general to be better, like there are way more effective ways to do it than by just tearing someone apart. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, and even at that, the, the more effective way to gather information is just go hang out with another piercer. Yeah. You know, if you have another piercer and like, I don't, I'm the only one in my entire state that uses professional grade body jewelry. Well, and, to be fair, you're in Wyoming. Yeah. So, I mean, that's about a handful of people anyway. What is what is the population? The the population here is it's like Three. five. No, it's actually like five hundred thousand. In your in your city? In 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 the entire state. Oh, in the entire state. Okay. Well, yeah, not a lot of people. No, um, and and I honestly I can't say that I I no, I don't know what's going on on the other side of the state because it's like on the other side of the country. Yeah. So. I know what's in my area. I know what's south of me. I know what's north of me. I know a little bit east and a little bit west. And it, it, I would love for any of them to come hang out with me. And I, you know, I wouldn't mind going and hanging out with them. But the other situation with that is the way, and I don't come, I don't try to come off this way. But a lot of people think that when you start talking to somebody about body piercing and they're also a body piercer and they're not at that same level as you, you come off as arrogant all of a sudden. Well, you, you can come off as arrogant all of a sudden, but there, there, there are different ways to do it. It's all just about 
presenting information and it's like you know it's again it's all about communicating you know there there are plenty of piercers where you know i i would say yeah they're they're earlier in their career they might not have had experience you know they might not have had exposure to certain kinds of information whatever and those are the piercers where I'll, I'll totally like anytime I talk to a piercer and they start asking, they ask me more than two questions. First thing I'm going to probably say is, why don't you just come out to my shop sometime? You know, like come on out and just hang out. I'm happy to go over whatever you want to go over. You know, like I've had, I've had a lot of people shadow at my shop, you know, especially over the last year or two. And you know, it's, it's really just like, it's not me trying to show off. It's me trying to say, come in you know, especially if you feel frustrated at your point in your career, you know, come in and you can take a look at, at my shop and, and what I have now. You know, I'm very fortunate to have what I have now. And I think that one of the, the main things that I need to do is I need to show younger piercers like this is what you can achieve because I was in the exact same position as a lot of people. I had this little crummy hole in the wall tattoo shop that I just I didn't like and I wasn't happy and I wanted to get somewhere and I didn't know how to get there. And it was years years and years of work so now when i see people in a in kind of a similar situation i want to just i want to word vomit all the advice and all the help i can you know and i'm not trying to put it behind like a pay barrier or some sort of coolness thing you know i, I want to be able to share the information that i have with as many people as possible and you know and if if they want to get their information somewhere else or if they don't want to get information at all like that's that's their choice but right. i i really want to reach out to piercers and just be like you know, don't get intimidated just because, you know, I'm an APP member or, you know, I'm a piercer or whatever. Like, you can do the exact same thing. Like, what I've achieved, you can achieve. It's just, it's hard work and it's time and it's, you know, it's stubbornness, I guess. But um, how do you how do you feel like you make those connections? You know, because if you were just kind of in Wyoming and, you know, felt like you didn't really have those connections, you know, we met at a seminar in Chicago, you know. So how do you start to make those uh, advancements towards like getting out and, and meeting people in, in the real world and, and getting that information in the real world? Well, being in Wyoming, it's really difficult. I mean, coming to see you and to experience your class in Chicago was, I mean, it, it, it was expensive, but it, it, it's something that needed to be done. Um, it's all business. That, that was all business expense though. I mean, with like actually reaching out the, the the only really way I've found to be able to do it was through social media. And like we have talked the past little bit, it's, it's an intimidating game um, other than traveling and meeting other piercers. I had a fantastic opportunity to hang out with Steve Olin at Pincushions in Holland, Michigan, um, him and Jess Lane for the day. And that was fantastic. That was just absolutely amazing to hang out with, with the both of them for the entire day. I hung out at DV8 outside of Detroit for a little bit as well. It, it's, it's all about trying to make those connections with whoever you can. It's like your, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to exactly um, compare it to drowning, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you gotta reach out and try to grab something, you know, right. it, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere, um, 
trying to figure out this information, trying to get the best information um, to be able to provide the best for your clients. You know, you're, you're really reaching and grabbing at anything you can, but you just want to make sure that what you're reaching for is, you know, the, the appropriate information that you're, you're trying to get. Well, I mean, any, any information is going to be a learning experience, you know? So there have been plenty of times where I've gone into a shop or I've, I've talked to a piercer and what I've learned has been what not to do, you know? So I think it's really difficult when you get earlier in a career, um, when you haven't really had a lot of exposure to information to really start to notice the difference between the good information and the bad information. You know, I think that can be a, a big struggle, but you know, get all the information. Try not to just look at everything as gospel and think like, you know, okay, this person charges more for piercings than I do, so they must they must be doing it all perfectly. You know, really like look at it and just, just realize, you know, okay, what's different about what they do and what I do? And then think about it, you know, critical thinking skills, you know, think, okay, is the way they're doing it better for, for me and my clients in my studio or, you know, maybe not better, you know, and uh, especially if you can expose yourself to multiple avenues of information, you know, whether it's different Facebook forums or following different piercers on social media, watching different videos, reading different books, taking different classes, you know, look at the different perspectives and then start to just really think like, which ones make sense to me? You know, like I've gone into studios and I've been like, yeah, you know, this place looks really nice, but it seems counterintuitive to how I would want to work, you know, or you know, their technique, I don't, I don't feel like it would be really natural for me, but I really like, you know, the way that they did this one aspect of it, you know, so my, my technique, my school of thought now at this point in my career is I have stolen all the best ideas that I've seen along the way and I've incorporated them into, to what I do now, you know, and it wasn't just like seeing one piece of information and then immediately going home and copying everything, you know, it was like, copying the stuff that seemed like it was a good idea and leaving the rest, you know? And then anytime I'm, I'm doing something, if I see a better way to do it, I just jump right over and it's like, okay, well, that's the way I'm doing it now. You know, I'm going to make my prep packs this way or I'm going to prep an area this way or I'm going to, you know, do this and that, store tools this way, you know, whatever. You know, it's like you learn all this information and you just have to kind of figure out, you know, what's what's the best for you. You know, you can you can, you can can read up on the technical data. I don't know how many people actually do that stuff like you know back it up with science you know if somebody just says something in a forum especially if it's a technical thing you know about anodizers or sterilizers like you can you can trust some of those people out there you know i think that you know by now you can you can trust most of everything that the brian skelly says you know for the technical <laughs> data but when it comes to other people if they say some sort of claim you know this does this this does this uh, you'd be like, well, you know, do you have any citations or sources? Like, where did you learn this? Where did you hear this? Did you just hear two random piercers talking about it at the bar at conference? And now you're saying like, you know, iodine makes you invincible against this and that and cross-contamination. Like I've heard people say some really goofy things that I, I, I think is just because they didn't have critical thinking skills. You know, um, an example, I was in one of my workshops we got to the point where we were talking about changing gloves and all that stuff. And then one person was like, okay, well, I put on uh, tons of hand sanitizer and then I put on non-sterile gloves and then I put uh, a layer of hand sanitizer on top of those gloves and then I put on sterile gloves on top of those gloves and then I put hand sanitizer on top of that. And I was like, what, what are the? you doing? And they just thought that like all those individual things, you know, 
cleaning your hands and changing your gloves or using sterile gloves, like all those things had value. So if you use all those things at the same time, you have mega value and you become this like unstoppable force, you know? And I had to explain like, you know, you're, you're taking good ideas and you're applying them incorrectly and you're creating a bad idea out of them. You know, it's like putting ingredients together in the wrong way and, and making the wrong, you know, so dish. what you're saying is that I can't put on two pairs of, Sterile gloves and be double sterile. Um, sadly, no. Shoot. <laughs> uh, I totally lost my train of thought too. On what we were talking about. Yeah, it's been it's been the morning. Yeah. Are you working today? No. Really? What on down, man? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just nobody piercing at the shop? No, Sabrina's there. Okay. That's cool. Well, you can't, you can't say you're the only person using good quality jewelry because Sabrina is there working hard too, I'm sure. Oh, Sabrina busts her, her butt. That is, I appreciate that girl way too much. I don't think it's impossible to appreciate someone too much. No, that she's, she's fantastic. Definitely been uh, the rock of of that studio. And you're the Stone Cold Steve Austin of that studio? Yes. Every time, walking in, cracking open beers. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm joking. Definitely joking. Well, yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, I do remember the days of like that being totally normal in a tattoo shop. Is like, yeah, sure, you can smoke and drink beer like while you work on someone. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, you know what? I came in at the probably about five years after that. So, when did you start piercing? Uh, that is an ambiguous question. So, if it's like the first time I stuck a needle through another person, would probably be sixteen, and the first time I did that for money was probably like. 18 and then the first time i did that in a studio environment was probably 20 okay and i'm I'm 39 now you've definitely done the uh you've been through the the beers are appropriate to yeah well i mean not never for me because i you know I, i i never had a drink for the majority of my life you know but um, the, the first studio that I, that I worked in when I really got like my first, uh, my first shot, basically the, uh, the tattooer that owned the place had an ashtray in his workstation, you know, and it was totally fine to just have like a, a butt going, you know, and every now and then just take a drag off of it in the middle of a tattoo, like with the gloves still on, you know, and all that, you know, so it's gross. I know that there are places out there that still do that stuff, you know, which is the really tough, frustrating thing is, you know, you, you can't be in that app bubble of someone like you or me or sabrina or somebody like that who's like okay i want to be better a little bit better every day you know there are still plenty of those shops out there that are like yeah i learned this in uh, 1975 and it was fine then and it's fine now like there are still tons of those shops out there oh absolutely yep 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 there's uh the, the the funny thing is is it continues on like through generations because of apprenticeships upon apprenticeships upon apprenticeships being taught that exact same thing. And there's never like a break to it, you know, yeah. it just consistently yeah. keeps going, but that's all part of our mission is mm-hmm. to fix that or at least uh, improve on it. And being, 
being a, a decent person and attempting to to help somebody is uh, <clears throat> is a good first step. And even just sharing, you know, you don't always have to bend over backwards and, and be this like, you know, altruist or, you know, this selfless individual. But, you know, just get some positive information out there and let people digest it in their own way. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, the the Mongols and the Romans and the Vikings, like, like they all in, you know, they spread out around the world and they just shared all this in, information for better or worse, you know, and like there was a, the bad information and good information, you know, that's where you know, language and commerce and all this stuff came from, you know, and, and with body piercing, it's the same thing. Like you, how good can you get if you only stay in one place and you only, you know, talk to the same, the same person, the same people, and you never get anything new, you know, like you're never going to really grow. You can try to copycat as much stuff as you want online. And if that's your only exposure, then, you know, make the most of it. But if you can get out there and you can shadow or even just hang out with somebody, you know, go and, you know, get dinner with another piercer or just hang out with someone at conference outside of a class and someone that you don't already know really well, you know, just learn, you know, learn about why they are who they are. And uh, just, you know, you become a better person with the more information you have. And you're always entitled to that. You're always entitled to learn. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I know there's uh, a girl at a studio a, a couple hours away and she wants to come hang out. She's terrified that her boss is going to find out. Oh, like I hear about yeah, that so much. I know. And it's like, just do it. You know, yeah. you know, you know what you're doing is, is not to standard, which, you know, kind of puts you in a really awkward situation also, but to be also afraid for your job to, go and maybe try to improve yourself more. Well, you here's, know, here's another thing. And like, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but do you notice that the majority of piercers who say phrases like that, like my boss would be angry and I'm not allowed to do this. and I'm not allowed to do that. Do you feel like, unfortunately that's almost always a female piercer and a male shop owner? Yes. That just is such a shitty sexist macho bullshit kind of thing and i you know i i i can't fully understand how difficult it is for some people you know and, and a lot of a lot of what my mentality of thinking oh well you know how hard can it be just get out there and learn all the best information in the world do the you know and i really have to make sure that i always think like you know i have been very privileged for you know, who I am, how I was raised, the area I lived in, economic situations, all these different things, you know, but also just, you know, being a dude and the fact that some dudes will treat me less shitty than they'll treat a woman, you know, and I, it just, it sucks just to even think that that's still part of our industry. I know it is. It's, it, it's disgusting. It, it really is. And, and I don't, uh, I don't blame you for going off on a, on a rant there. But yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, you you should always be able to better yourself. Yeah, and, and like I don't under, I don't I don't see how it can be seen as like a negative or whatever. You know, if someone wants to reach out to someone in another studio and then take good information back to their home studio and make the owner potentially more money with it, like just yeah, get why over not? it. Get over it, dude. Get over it. As as a business owner, if Sabrina wanted to go wherever she wanted to go and learn from 
whoever she wanted to go learn from, by all means, you know, do what you need to do, do what you want to do. I don't own her. I don't own her technique. I don't, she does things differently than I do. And I taught her because she's picked up things from other artists and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the same kind of situation with, you know, the people that I've apprenticed, you know, it's, I'm going to show you the way that I do it. And then if you find a better way for you to do it, go for it, you know, and then maybe I'll pick up some information from you, you know, and same thing, just information. But I, I feel like we're starting to, we're starting to ramble. Yeah, definitely. I think I've pretty much, you know, my, one of the, one of the biggest reasons why I kind of wanted to do this was so maybe you can edit it perfectly that I, (laughs) (laughs) that I can totally finish my article that I've been writing for the point. Oh, you lazy shit. What are you, <laughs> is it based, is it like the same kind of concept? Is it like, you know, yeah, pretty to... much the same kind of concept of uh friendship is magic. <laughs> oh my god. You better call it. You better title the article that. I'm going to. It, it's nice. it's definitely at the uh the header of my my one half of a page that I've wrote. Hey, it takes time. You know, I I that's how I really kind of started to get into um, education or whatever. You know, I would just word vomit and then I would go back and edit it down to something that somebody else could actually read and try to make a clear, concise point. And, you know, man, if I look back at some of those articles I wrote for whatever magazines uh, over the years, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I was putting this stuff out in the world. <laughs> well, see, I'm trying to take a, at least a, a decent approach at it and, uh, try to go as clean as I can with it the first first go around, which I know I'm, I'm going to be in the same position as you in 10 years and look back at what I wrote and be like, you are an idiot. Yeah. But, but I, you know, <clears throat> that you've got, you've got the editorial staff, you know, so when you have some material, send it along to Marina or Kendra or whoever with the point and just be like, Hey, this is my first draft. Can I get some notes on it and, and clean it up a little bit, you know, because they're, they've, they've read, Tons of really good articles, and I'm sure they've read tons of really bad articles. So they can they can definitely give you some insight if you need any advice on like how to polish it. Yeah, I've had a few people um, offer their 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 skills of of writing to me. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to send it out to a couple different people and get an opinion, and hopefully it's not complete shit. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, because I mean, that's, uh, that's the start of it, you know, and, uh, you kind of led me on that path. You were the one that was like, Hey, if you want to start speaking right for the point and do YouTube videos. So I'm trying your impersonation. Is that your impersonation of me? making me kind of sound like James Hetfield a little bit like, Hey, yeah, (laughs) right for the point. (laughs) No. Okay. That's terrible. All right. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it here because when we get into the point where we're doing James Hetfield impressions, we've obviously run out of good things to talk about. Well, it is rather early. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was So uh, one more time for the people listening though, where's your shop, um, your social media, all that stuff. It is pain for sales on point body piercing in Gillette, Wyoming. And you can find me on Instagram at, on point piercing. Cool. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to try to get this, uh, 
episode edited down to something that makes sense and I'll probably have it posted up in a couple of days. Amazing. It was a pleasure. I'm sure it was. It's a complete <laughs> honor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Have fun doing whatever you're doing outside of town and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All See right, you, man. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks for talking to me, John. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. We recorded that one at like nine in the morning on a Saturday or something like that. You know, sometimes I have absolutely no idea what the episode is going to be for a week. And then I'm just randomly talking to one of my piercer friends on Facebook. And I'm like, hey, do you want to do a podcast like in five minutes? And then that's the episode. So um, if uh, if it seems like these episodes are like well thought out or planned, they are not. So uh, thanks for listening, though. I always appreciate that. Again, um, I'm not going to have full episodes through the end of 2018. Um, I'm going to do kind of like an end-of-year kind of thing, and um, I want your questions for it. I definitely want to have some content, have something to talk about other than just blabbering on about how my year went. So go ahead and go to uh, piercingwizardpodcast.com. Up at the top of the page, you'll see a link to an anonymous Google form. You can submit any sort of question you might have on there, and I'll talk about it on the show. Uh, you can also find that same link on the Piercing Wizard podcast Facebook page. And, uh, you know, if you don't want it to be anonymous, you can always just email me, ryanpba at gmail.com, or shoot me a message on Facebook if we're buds. Once I'm done working on this podcast, I have to do a few uh, interviews for the Aldi scholarships. I've done uh, three or four already, and I think I've got another five or six to go. And we've got a, a great crop of people, you know, some really hard workers. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough whittling that down to, uh, you know, eight uh, recipients of, of the scholarship. So, you know, we always get to give those like, yes, you got it phone calls. But unfortunately, we also have to give those, you know, sorry, you know, we, we didn't we didn't have space for you this year kind of thing. And you know, that's always tough, you know, but I always want to tell people um, it's not the end of the road, you know, apply next year or try to save up, try to get out to conference, try to get out in shadow, try to make those connections, you know, and it, it's a, it's a really cool process to be part of. And especially to see the, the long-term gains for the industry and, and for the, the people that get these scholarships. So uh, enough for me yammering. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, go ahead and send me those questions on that Google form and uh, I'll be back sometime next week ish before the end of the year. And then uh, 2019, I'll, I'll be right back to it. I'll have those weekly interviews for you. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. 